welcome to the Yogi Fuel Podcast, the podcast that's all about up-leveling your health, your practice, and your consciousness. We'll be taking the ancient wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science, having conscious conversations with spiritual thought leaders and alternative health professionals, and sometimes just me sharing my own experiences and knowledge to support you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Melissa Singh, and this is the Yogi Fuel Podcast. All right, guys, before we get into this week's podcast episode, I just wanted to share with you a little bit about what we've got going on at yogifuel.com this fall. September is a time of transition and change. As the seasons shift from the hot summer to the cool, crisp fall, we literally witness the earth allowing part of herself to die so that she can make room for a new version of herself. And as per Ayurveda, this transition of the seasons is a potent and powerful time to pause, to let go and to go within in our own lives. And the microcosm is the macrocosm. So it's the perfect time to cleanse not only our physical body to align with the changing seasons, but our mind and our consciousness as well. To take stock and to let go of the things that are no longer serving us and to create space to invite in more of the things that light us up and fill us with excitement. So this fall, we'll be hosting two workshops to help you powerfully align with the fall energy so you can show up with more energy and confidence this season. So first of all, we have the Vata workshop. And as you may know, fall is associated with Vata dosha. So to help you more powerfully understand this dosha, this bioenergetic force on September 19th, we'll be hosting the Vata workshop, which is a two hour live stream going deeper into fall energy and Vata dosha and how to create balance and alignment with those energies. So you'll learn more about the power and the downfalls of Vata Dosha and how to harness its power and balance its challenges. The foods, practices, and energies that will be supportive for you during the season, no matter what your dosha is, and how to create balance using what I like to call the secret sauce of Ayurveda. Then there will be a live Q&A after the session to answer any questions that you might have around Vata Dosha. And to accompany the Vata workshop, we are also hosting the Mind Body Kitchery Cleanse. So this is following the Vata workshop starting September 21st. We'll be running our semi-annual 10-day Mind Body Kitchery Cleanse. So over the course of 10 days, I'll walk you through a traditional Ayurvedic fall cleanse, diving deeper into the mind-body connection to help you create more balance and deep nourishment this fall season. So for any more information on those workshops, I'm going to include a link here in the show notes. Um, so check them out. And if you have any questions at all, send me a PM over on Instagram, shoot me an email to melissa at yogifuel.com. And if you've been eyeing Embodied Ayurveda, when you enroll before September 19th, you're going to get access to both of these workshops for free included in your membership. So if you've been eyeing any of those things, if you're interested in cleansing this fall and getting in alignment, these workshops are for you. And as per everything, if you've got any questions, just shoot me a PM or an email and I'm happy to answer. So those are all the updates I've got for you. And now on to the podcast episode. I'm super pumped for this week's episode because we're going to be diving a little bit deeper into the doshas and really understanding how our unique constitution these elements and these qualities that really make us up are our superpower and how we can harness those qualities to 
step into the most sort of aligned and powerful version of ourselves. And I want to tie this into this idea of anxiety. And because one of the biggest things I see, and I've seen it in myself and I see it in my clients, is like when we experience, I mean, there's this very visceral, very physical level of anxiety where our physiology is sort of out of whack. And then there's this, you know, mental and emotional, you know, situation where we're overthinking and all of that. And that's very much a vata imbalance. We're going to kind of go into that a little bit. But on a deeper level, what I've experienced in myself is I've gone through this like process of healing my body and, you know, um, really focusing and concentrating my mind. What's emerged is that so much of this anxiety is as a result of living out of alignment with who I, who I am and trying to be something I'm not, right? And this totally ties into this idea of our dosha because our dosha, these elements, these qualities have, you know, they have created, they have created us. They haven't created us, but they've come to create and support and build up who we are in our physical body, in our mental body, in our, you know, subtle body. And when we resist those qualities and we resist that energy, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> and it can create a level of anxiety, right? And this is, this is like the, the, the deeper work that comes after we, you know, take control over, you know, our, our physical body. And actually this is something we might not even be able to tap into until we have like done that work of really taking control on a physical level in this physical world of our mind, getting things to, you know, to a certain level where things are quite clear. Only then kind of can we go deeper and really experience the depth of this sort of alignment and really aligning ourselves with our dosha. So I just want to give that sort of preface before we continue on. What is the constitution? What is the what are the elements and qualities that are showing up for us right now? That is Vrikriti. So if you are struggling with anxiety, you are likely inside of a Vata Dosha Vrikriti. And this can be really confusing when you do things like the Dosha quiz. Many of you have done my Dosha quiz. If you've not, you can totally click it's it's in wherever you're looking at this there will be a link to the dosha quiz if you haven't done it and it can be quite challenging um, and confusing if you do a dosha quiz and you might be 100 percent vata if you're in like a crazy state of anxiety you might feel like you're super vata and so if you don't have a discerning eye if you're not like trained in this you're going to do a dosha quiz and you might get like the wrong thing because you might be tuned into okay what's happening right now Right. And so if what's happening right now is this like overwhelm and this anxiety, you're going to show up as a lot more Vata than maybe what your natural born constitution is. Okay. So that's something that's really important to know. And if you're interested in sort of refining and understanding a little bit more about like who you are and like, what is your natural born constitution and all of that stuff, shoot me like a PM on Instagram or Facebook, or I'll, I'll pop my email um, somewhere around wherever this is, but you can shoot me an email to Melissa at yogifuel.com and we can set up a time to chat and, you know, kind of figure out what that is. But it's very important to understand, right, that we have this nature that that is with us from birth and that we can slip into and we often are slipping into states of imbalance because what we're trying to do is balance our property with nature and with what's going on around us right so right now at the time of recording we're like in the midst of like the covid lockdown there's a ton of uncertainty out there and our physical being is trying to create balance amidst all this uncertainty there's this chaos things are changing things are moving you know so that's like what we're experiencing right now on a on a subtle and physical level our physical our physiology our our dosha our our being is trying to create balance with that 
And that's just one circumstance. There's always other things that are popping up outside of us and our body, mind, and soul is always trying to create a, a level of balance. So we're constantly, right, like negotiating between the elements outside of us and the elements within us. And that negotiation is essentially what is responsible for our current state, our current, you know, vricrity is what's going on outside and around us. So I feel like I kind of went down the rabbit hole above and beyond what I was actually going to talk about, about vricrity and prakriti, but it's very important to understand those two concepts because they are different. How you're showing up right now in this moment is not necessarily in alignment with your prakriti. It's not necessarily your unique dosha. And a lot of the times, right, we resist who we are. I went on, you know, I was on Instagram and I was sharing this, like I have a lot of pitta in me. I have a lot of kapha in me and I can be really like, you know, um, I guess like intense is the word. And it's interesting, right? As I say, I can be really intense. I feel a resistance to saying that, you know, I can be really intense. I can be really motivated. I can be really goal oriented. And there's a level of me that resists that because I feel like, oh, I'm a yogi. I should be this other way. I should be this calm, grounded. I see all these Ayurvedic practitioners. I see all these yogis and they're super, you know, kapha, grounded, holding space. They talk a certain way. You know what I'm talking about. They have like a voice. There's a certain, you know, presence that isn't, that feels different than me. And so, you know, for a long time, I resisted this part of me that showed up in this, you know, kind of pitta intense way in this really funny, you know, weirdo way talking about poop and all of this stuff. I resisted that because I thought, oh, well, this is how a yogi shows up. This is how an, you know, an Ayurvedic practitioner shows up and I should be more like that. And for me, and what I've seen again, time and time again with the people that I work with is there's this idea and this ideal of how we think we need to show up based on how all of these other people are showing up and we resist our true nature. And that resistance of our true nature creates like a conflict internally because we're not flowing with what is, we're not flowing with our reality. We're flowing against it. We're, We're resisting it. And it creates this anxiety, it creates this movement within us where we don't feel super aligned. And so my experience, that's actually a huge cause, like I said, on an underlying level of this anxiety. And of course, I want to take it a step back, actually, because, you know, we're talking about Vikriti. So here's the idea with Vikriti, right? We need to get under control what's out of balance. So if we're experiencing a really high, you know, level of Vata Dosha right now inside of our anxiety, step one, phase one, in terms of taking control of our anxiety is like, let's get the Vata under control. (laughs) So we do things like we shift up the diet to, you know, reduce vata dosha. We implement certain, you know, meditation, pranayama techniques, certain, you know, um, daily rituals and daily activities to bring down the vata. That's like phase one, right? And then phase two is like, let's live in radical alignment with our dosha, our natural born constitution, our prakriti. That's phase two. Now, it's really important to understand that when I say we create balance, it doesn't mean we're like equal parts vata, pitta, and kapha. That's actually not what we're aiming for. We actually need to understand what our dosha is because many of us are pitta, kapha with a little bit of vata. We have all the doshas in us. We have all the elements in us, all the qualities in us, but they show up in varying amounts. And those, you know, subtle intricacies and the subtle, you know, amount of vata you have in you and, you know, the specific amount of kapha and, and, you know, pitta or whatever, those things have come together to create the unique manifestation that you are, the cosmic manifestation that you are. We are all manifestations of infinite consciousness. I've said this before, and maybe it's like too deep down the rabbit hole for some of you, but I'm going for it. Universal consciousness wants to experience itself in as many manifestations as possible. And there is literally no one else, nothing else on the planet that has incarnated exactly like you. 
you were given very intentionally all of the elements and the qualities and the experiences and everything that you need in order to manifest in this world as you were intended to and to go out and fulfill your dharma as you were intended to. And so the qualities that show up in your body and mind, your dosha, all of those things are here to give you your superpower in this world. And we need to to begin to live in alignment and lean into these unique qualities that make us us and harness them as our superpower so we can go out into the world and we can, you know, rock our superpower and live our dharma and, you know, be the wonderful incarnation and manifestation that infinite consciousness wanted us to be. Okay. I definitely went very much more down the rabbit hole (laughs) than I intended to go, but I think that's important. I think it's important to really understand like the depth and the power of this, you know, because it's so much more than just like, I'm going to, you know, make my body strong. It's like, no, man, you've got this like crazy potential and this big difference and this big, you know, um, purpose in this world. And, and the reason that we want to create a strong body and a strong mind is so we can go out there and we can fulfill that purpose. Like, that's why I feel super powerful about super powerful, super Um, I guess I do feel super powerful. I feel super, um, motivated and driven to, you know, bring this to you so that you can go out there and you can be this person that you're meant to be. Because I said this in my sort of Instagram story. It's like, there are people, you, you, who's listening to this right now, if you've made it to this point, I think we're at like 11 minutes or whatever. If you've made it to this point, I, I resonate with you in some way. And in some way you're like, yes, yes, Mel, you know, you, you like what I have to say. You like my vibe. You like how I show up. And it's like, you like how I show up because I'm leaning into my dosha. I'm actually leaning into my superpower. I'm leaning into these strengths. And there are people who don't, there are people who do not resonate with me and they'll resonate with someone else. But it's important that I show up in this way, that you show up in a way that is in radical alignment with who you're supposed to be, because there are people out there. I have goosebumps as I say this right now. There are people out there who need you in the most authentic, aligned way possible. And if we're constantly trying to show up and be like Susie Sally, you know, (laughs) you know, because we think Susie Sally is, you know, whatever, successful and she's cool. And, you know, she feels like this person that we think we want to be, but it feels out of alignment, you know, and it's actually not who we are. We're not going to be able to have that impact. And likely we're going to continue to live life feeling, you know, misaligned and anxious and uncertain and not really know why. So with that, I'm going to go into this idea of the doshas as our superpower. So I want to go through them. You've probably heard this. If you haven't done like a deep dive, I do have an earlier podcast on, you know, like a deep dive of discovering the doshas. Um, This will probably cover like a lot of that. But if you want another perspective, you can totally go back to that podcast. But in this episode, I want to look at the doshas, like I said, as our superpower. I feel like I've said that 55 times. Doshas as our superpower and you know, as all superheroes do, they all have their kryptonite. So we're going to get into what the doshas look like when they're operating, you know, inside their superpower and what it looks like when they've, you know, sort of taken over and they are crippled by kryptonite. So we'll start with Vata dosha. So Vata has so many superpowers. Okay. Vatas, when they are in alignment, Vatas are those creative artistic types and they can create beauty from nothing. They're writers, they're artists, they're, you know, musicians. They go with the flow, you know, they'll learn a few chords of a song and they'll create like this beautiful melody. Um, They have this level of flow, right? These air and ether elements give them this ability to, you know, be flowy and free and creative and expressive. And they can create, like I said, this like beauty from almost nothing. 
right? These, these ideas just sort of bubble up inside them and they express them into the world. And they have this amazing ability to pivot and shift and be adaptable when things go wrong, right? Because Vata Dosha is all about movement. So moving for them and pivoting when things go awry is easy for them right? And they have no dearth of ideas and creativity and all of this stuff. These are the people who are like the idea generators. They're really witty. They're really quick. You know, they're really um, creative in that sense. I would say Vata's number one superpower is this creativity and flow. Okay. But here's the thing. There's a downside to that Vata energy. And this is something that, you know, if we are someone who struggles with anxiety, you will feel this hundred percent. So when we have too much Vata, too much air and ether and movement and too many ideas. You can probably feel where I'm going with this. It's like overwhelming. We have a thousand ideas, but we can't, you know, pick one. Okay. There's so many thoughts and there's so much creativity and there's no container for it all. There's no container for all that creativity and there's no direction and discipline to actually hold and implement them. Okay. So we've got all these ideas, all this creativity and nowhere and no container and vessel and vehicle to like birth those ideas into existence. And this is what really causes people to get overwhelmed, to have that anxiety, Vata Dosha too, all of the thoughts, all of the thoughts, right? It creates this movement. It might create fear. It might create disconnect, right? This disconnect between the body because we're so up, we're so in our head that we're not down here in our body, right? The mind is so up and it's so, it's so out and all over the place, right? And this is one of the things with anxiety is we're not embodied, we don't have, we haven't, we need to come back down into our body. And that is so, you know, vata dosha. And also we might experience if we have too much vata, you know, that sort of like jittery feeling in our body. We might feel really light. It's a general feeling of like ungroundedness. So even though vata dosha has this amazing superpower of creativity, it's like we need to harness and we need to channel that creativity with a level of like discipline and, and direction if we want to harness the power of vata dosha. And so many of you guys listening right now, you, you have, I mean, we all have Vata in us, but some of you might have more than others. I know that when, when my Vata is harnessed, I'm fucking unstoppable. It's incredible. But when it gets too much and you know, that sort of like kryptonite element of Vata kind of swoops in, I'm all over the place. I'm a hot mess. And really what we need to do if we want to balance is we just need to secret sauce of Ayurveda here, people opposites balance. So if we're feeling really light, we're feeling really up in the air. We need to come down. We need to ground, do grounding things, create the container. Okay, that's what we need to do if we want to really balance that element of vata dosha. Now, if we don't have enough vata, we're going to feel really stagnated. The ideas are not going to flow. This is like the, the classic writer's block is like a vata imbalance, right? We're going to feel no flow. Our creativity is going to feel stifled. We might feel stuck. And generally speaking, when vata is low, kapha is in excess. So when we talk about kapha dosha, we'll, we'll go into that. But you'll generally see like vata and kapha are kind of like opposite ends of the spectrum where Vata is this air ether up in the clouds. Kapha is like, boom, <laughs> heavy, you know, earthy. Um, and we'll talk about the sort of superpower of Kapha dosha in a second. So that's Vata in a nutshell. In summary, Vata dosha is like the creativity flowing, pivoting, easy to move. But when, but Vata's kryptonite is that there's too much movement, too much creativity, too much up in the air and we can't ground. Okay. Um, now let's talk about pitta dosha because pitta dosha, I'm someone who's pitta dosha. I have got a lot of pitta in me and their superpower is this like fierce determination and commitment. Okay. Pittas are go-getters. Pittas are like the CEOs. They're the leaders. They're the innovators. They are these people who have their eye on the prize and they will work their ass off 
to reach their goals and they are driven and they are motivated and they have amazing success. Okay, these are the people who make amazing athletes. Like I said, amazing CEOs are people who have this fire, right? Pitta the fire and water element. They've got this forward moving, you know, drive and they literally have like a fire under their ass to hit their goals. And they are, they're constantly in motion. They're doing what they have to do to hit their goals and they make big goals and they hit those goals. These are the people who are like entrepreneurs, super, super motivated. Um, you know, they're also the people, I think a lot of people who do Ashtanga yoga can be quite pitta in nature. They've got this drive, they've got this fire that keeps them, you know, motivated to keep going. And so when pitta's in balance, right, that fire is stoked. That fire is consistent and it's strong and it gets us to show up each day. It gets us working toward our goals. It gets us, you know, results. It's also the thing that transforms, right? Fire is transformative. It's the thing that has us to discern information. So pittas are really smart. They're really intelligent. They can take in new information and quickly digest it and, you know, move forward with the plan. They also, in from a physical perspective, pitta dosha transformation in the physical body. They've got great digestive systems. These are the people who can eat whatever the hell they want <laughs> and still, you know, rock, rock their bod, right? This is, this is the pitta superpower. Okay. But what I'm sure you can see from what I've just said is that Pitta, if it's in excess, these entrepreneurs, these CEOs, these athletes are going to friggin' obsess over their goals and they're likely going to burn out, right? When that fire is too strong, it's going to burn everything in its path, okay? So we're going to obsess over our goals and because they're going to sort of stop at nothing, right? I'm going to stop at nothing to hit my goals. They, they don't know when to stop. So they're going to keep going, keep going and potentially burn themselves out. And another thing about Pitta Dosha is it causes this, you know, when it's an excess, this irritability, this anger, right? So if you're a Pitta Dosha and you're really motivated, nothing wrong with being motivated. I've got lots of Pitta in me where I'm, you know, and right now I can feel my Pitta, it feels like a strong flame, but I can also feel when it's like this forest fire that's like about to take over. And when you mix that with Vata Dosha, right? Imagine like the winds of Vata plus the fire of Pitta. It's like a big forest fire. It just engulfs everything. So you might feel that irritability and snappiness and you might feel this anger inside you. Um, and that is very much an excess of Pitta Dosha. And so we want to make sure that we've got this flame, this consistent flame, that consistent light, that consistent discernment but it's not taking over and swallowing everything in its path, right? And on the, on the, on the other side, we don't want to have no flame. We don't want to have a, a pitiful little flame, you know, because we're not going to get anything done. We're not going to be moving toward our goals. We're not going to be, you know, working towards something that really matters for us. When the fire is out, you know, we're not going to be able, we're going to feel lethargic. We're going to feel slow. We're going to feel like asleep. Okay, so that's Pitta's kryptonite. If it's too much fire, it's going to swallow us up. And and use, and, and this is what I love about Ayurveda too, it's like you, you can actually visualize, right? Many of you in your mind right now, you may have this image of like a flame, a steady flame on a candle. And then the, the image of like a forest fire and like, holy shit, like what destruction that does. And then that sad little flame, like, you know, when you have a candle and like you light the wick and the wick is kind of small and the flame's like, Puh. You probably have that, that you know, that um, image in your mind. And so when we look at the elements, right, Ayurveda is super, it's, it's like complicated, but it's actually really intuitive and really simple. And if we look at the elements and we can see the power of these elements, we can see the power of all of these things as they interact together. And we know the power of certain things when they're in balance. And we know the power and the destruction of things when they're out of balance. Think of Vata. Air is beautiful. It creates a wonderful breeze. And in too much, it creates a tornado that destroys cities, 
right? Same with, with fire and same with what we're going to talk about water and earth with Kapha Dosha, which is up next. So Kapha Dosha superpower is that they are grounded. So if you are friends with a Kapha person, if you yourself is a, is a Kapha person, Kapha Prakriti, that is, you're probably super grounded and you're probably super consistent. You're probably really empathetic also. Kaphas are really good at like holding space. They're super grounded, right? They have lots of the earth and the water element in them. So they're super grounded. They're super sensitive and they're supportive. They're supportive to themselves and to those around them. And when Kaphas in balance, Kapha are those people who are steadfast. Okay. So they're committed to their goals. They are consistent in the things that they do. They're like a train. Okay. This is how I like to think about Kapha. Kaphas can be slow to get started, but once they get started, there's no stopping them. They just keep going, right? So when a Kapha gets going on something, nothing is going to stop them. So generally speaking, if Kapha has a goal, they're going to be slow and steady and consistent as hell in making that happen. And they're generally speaking, the Kapha sort of um, superpower is they make really good counselors, right? They have this grounding ability and energy to hold space for other people, which is really, really beautiful. They're really grounded in themselves. They're really sure of themselves. They're really consistent like a tree, right? I think of Kapha's like a tree. They have this really beautiful, you know, nurturing presence. They're really sensitive. And so in being sensitive themselves, they're really empathetic to other people. They're really like, they're like a warm hug. Their energy is that of like a warm hug. Mm, so sweet. Kapha dosha. Anyways, but Kapha, when we're in excess, they're heavy and they're stuck, right? And they want to, you know, sit on the couch and do nothing and they're lethargic and they've got no motivation and they feel sadness. That sensitivity becomes like despair. They're so, you know, sensitive to the other people's emotions that it creates this sort of like heaviness, this heavy energy. And again, this is really challenging for Kapha Dosha because like I said, Kapha Dosha, it's hard to get going. So when Kapha is stuck, it's hard to get them unstuck. And this is this interesting idea, again, of opposites balance. So right, if Kapha is stuck and not moving and they're sad and they're dark, and this is very tamas, like very, very tamasic in nature. From an Ayurvedic perspective, we want to implement things of an opposite nature to get going. So we need movement to get Kapha going. We need a bit of rajas. We need a bit of that pitta fire. We need to stoke that fire to break things up a bit to get them going. And sort of on the flip side, if we don't have enough kapha, if kapha is depleted, we're going to feel very vata. Like I said earlier, when we were talking about vata, if we have, you know, low vata, we have high kapha. If we have low kapha, we've got high vata. We're not going to be feeling grounded. We're not going to feel focused. We're not going to feel consistent. We won't have like the roots in the ground that we need in order to feel, um, grounded in order to feel consistent and sure and steady. We're probably not going to be able to commit to things. So we're going to feel very vata. And this is a big thing with anxiety. We don't have our roots in the ground. We don't have this grounding, you know, quality in our lives. And that's what we need to actually bring in phase one. Um, when we're trying to take control of our anxiety is more of that sort of kapha nature. So I hope that in listening to this, you can kind of hear yourself and your strengths in some of your doshas or in some of the doshas rather. And probably the ones that you resonate with and that you align with are likely more in alignment with your prakriti. And so these are, it's, it's an interesting sort of balance because we want to nurture 
and we want to you know harness our superpower and we also want to harness the powers of the other doshas and bring in some of those qualities to help us so for example with the creativity piece okay it's very important if you're a vata dosha right if you're someone whose creativity is on point and you're like an artist and you're creative and you're a writer or whatever okay let's harness that that vata dosha let's observe what are the qualities that are out of balance what are the vata dosha qualities that are you know supportive for example creativity is i've got all these ideas and i can't focus i don't have a container okay cool so we harness that superpower by bringing in a little bit of the kapha a little bit of the grounding and maybe if we we are kapha in nature and we're we're really grounded and, and you know we're really empathetic and we're this amazing i don't know counselor and you're like man you know I, i've got this you know vision for like a, a business but like uh i don't know how to get going i don't know what to do i have this skill i have this you know great energy okay we bring in a little bit of that pizza we bring in a little bit of that fire to you know get us moving on our way we're still harnessing our superpower which is kapha dosha but we're bringing in the other element and if we're maybe really pitta and we're really fiery and we're really like yes 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 we we observe that we're working 14 16 hour days you know toward our goal and we bring in some of that kapha energy to ground us and to bring us back down to earth right it's it's important and that doesn't mean that as a pitta dosha person <laughs> that you don't keep working toward your goals yes you should you should absolutely harness that power and that drive, but you want to do it in a way where you're, where it's balanced, where you're not burning yourself out and you're not burning the candle at both ends, where your flame is strong and it's grounded, right? Where you're a vata and your ideas are amazing and there's a container for them and where you're, you know, a kapha and your grounded energy is met with some forward movement and is met with a level of flow where we're not stuck in the muck, which is actually from Paw Patrol. Sat says it all the time. I'm stuck in the muck. Anyway, we don't want to be a Kapha Dosha stuck in the muck, right? So we want to learn what's my superpower and how do I harness the power and the potential of this superpower in a way that's grounded and balanced. So I hope you found this helpful. I hope that this gave you some more insights into your nature into your prakriti into your superpowers and i think it's important to understand and i want to bring this back to something i said in the beginning is that it's very hard to harness those superpowers when we're in a state of imbalance so from the perspective of anxiety overwhelm stress low energy which is generally speaking a high vata state we first need to take control over our vikriti. We need to balance the doshas that are in excess first. And then from that place, we go deeper into this space of alignment. Okay, so if you are struggling right now with anxiety, with overwhelm, with stress, I really want to encourage you to book an anxiety breakthrough call. These are free 45-minute calls that I've opened up in my schedule, and I only do 10 per month. So if you want to understand a little bit more about what's going on right now, if you want to understand a little bit more about where you're imbalanced, if you want to go over with me what's working, what's not working, maybe what's missing and what you're not doing and create a plan going forward, I highly recommend that you book in these calls. I only do 10 a month because hashtag mom life, I literally can't do anymore, but I want to make this available to you because I feel really strongly about not only supporting people in, you know, taking control over their anxiety, but in 
like what's deeper and what's beneath that, which is that this anxiety is actually stopping us from living powerfully and radically in alignment with who we are and then going out into the world and sharing our gifts with other people. So I'm super, super committed to that for you guys. So anyways, I'm rambling as per usual, but if you were interested, if you want to chat, there's a link to book the 45 minute calls in the um, show notes here. If you're listening to this on the blog, there's a link on the blog as well. And if you want to chat more about what this looks like, feel free to shoot me a PM on Instagram, on Facebook, um, on the blog. I think you can maybe comment or something and I'll, I'll shoot you an email. You can also shoot me an email to melissa at yogifuel.com. I'm happy to chat a little bit more with you about that. So anyways, I'm rambling again. Um, (laughs) it's what I do. It's what I do peeps. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. It is an honor. Um, if you love this podcast, by the way, this is like another last ramble. Um, I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. I'd love for you to share it with your friends. It helps more people, you know, get access to this stuff. So do that, go share, like comment, all the things. And I'd be super grateful. That is actually all I am leaving now. I hope you're all having a wonderful day and, uh, I'll see you next time. Bye.